We do a little, a little ASMR. Hold on, a little. Ah. Wow. Delicious. Oh, yum. <laughs> oh, no, I made a balls of it. You did a perfect pour of oh. your Coke Zero and mine is... Uh, Frothing at the top. Frothing at the top. <laughs> you filthy animal. <laughs> okay, well, we start. <laughs> I think we passed. Okay. Okay. All right. So it's this is our Christmas Day hot girl extravaganza. Yes. Okay. PR. We're here. We're queer. And we're busy doing real, real hot, hot girl, girl shit. shit. Christmas shit. Christmas shit. <laughs> Ah, party <laughs> meow. Hi, right. Hello. I'm Claire. And I'm Connor. And this is Real Hot Girl Pod, a podcast about embodying the hot girl attitude in a queer, inclusive space. Mwah. Hopefully you've heard the earlier episodes and you know what we're about. But let's do a quick recap. As hot girls in training, we are striving to... Unapologetically be ourselves and love ourselves. Why are we saying girl in 2022? We're taking it back from the patriarchy as an all gender term. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. And a happy new year. Nailed it. Honestly, first go. We're crazy. nailed it. Do you know what I've just thought of, Connor? That is our last time saying, why are we saying girl in 2022? Because next time we record, it's going to be 2023. Isn't that amazing? Wait till you hear me. I've been to seven episodes, just keeps saying 2022. And it'll be like, I did this in another podcast where I just was like, 2023 is such an exciting year. They're like, Connor, it's 21. It hasn't happened The years just like fly away from us. Calm down. Per. But anyway, per listen, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. This is our Christmas Day special episode. Mwah. So, you know, you're already in it. Yes. Um, we are not in it quite yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're about to be. But we're about to be. And we're feeling very festive. We're obviously recording this during the mm-hmm. week. It's exciting because I thought we'd be doing this remotely, but then we realized that really we should have a real hot girl pod Christmas party and go for pints. Yeah, I even know so that we, we have been so booked up and busy. We were like, look, we're probably we won't get time. time. Jesus, we made time for it. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I'm technically off right now, but look at us in the studio right now. And Claire's looking gorgeous. She's wearing up the oh. flats merch. Yes, Beautiful, gorgeous. Thank you. I bought this is a little Christmas present to myself. It's Gemma Dunleavy's football strip. I went for the cropped version just to keep it sexy but basically yeah, I'm a sports girl now also I went uh, I chose chaos for my Christmas nails <laughs> and I love oh, it oh they're giving Grinch <laughs> yes thank you thank you it's exactly what I wanted a Grinchy green and I love it the woman was like oh another unusual choice as she filed off my neon orange I was like yeah I told you I don't do red honestly <laughs> hot girls coming through but listen we're getting way off topic well, what we well, I mean don't we always but what we are here for today uh, beautiful hot girls is as it is Christmas Day we thought we could go and do one of Connor's favourite activities mm-hmm. which is a hot girl walk together oh gorgeous so what we want you to do is throw this in your ear earbuds <laughs> in your ear holes get your headphones pop this on and go for a little hot girl walk now I would like to say um, I personally also love a hot girl walk mm. but if you, you can do a hot girl walk around your room you can do a hot girl walk on your couch yes you don't actually have to go walking this is not about you know if the weather's shit or you just don't feel like it whatever you're still having a me party you're still taking the time for yourself however your Christmas day is going um, so I'm excited this is definitely not a cult we asked you for some of your messages mm-hmm. and thank you for the people that sent us in the messages we also we have a hot girl of the week because we were both separately hung over and she made us cry a little bit <laughs> yeah we're going to share a couple of little Christmas stories as well yes alright are we ready to go on our walk let's walk let's do it Purr. real hot girl shit so I, I suppose depending on what kind of day you're having mm-hmm. it could be I feel like you're like you're a 10 on the scale of like a wholesome <laughs> family Christmas well I had I got even like last year we'd sit around and watch movies and stuff and it uh, wasn't even Christmas movies do you know what we watched probably the gayest movie marathon we watched Legally Blonde Clueless and oh my god what was the other one <gasps> Mean Girls oh my god stunning all on Christmas Day you hit the remote didn't you oh <laughs> <laughs> they were all playing it was crazy and not one of my single family like gave out about it they were like yeah this sorts aside so do you know what I mean stunning. even I just get to like force in my little agenda as well oh lovely the gay agenda <laughs> never far from the top of the agenda Um, yeah so what I was going to say so if you're a 10 on the festive scale yes. I'm probably like 
four, mm. three or four. Like, it's not really my thing. I get into it around this week, for example, because it's literally just swanning around meeting all the people that are <laughs> yes. coming home, going for little drinks. Mm-hmm. I love it. So nice. And then there's also people that are going to be like a zero or minus 10 that mm-hmm. are like, this day is fucking hell and I yes. can't wait for it to be over. So whichever frame of mind you're in, I feel that you will always need to just step away for an hour. Yes, that is essential. Love you all, get out of my face. So that's what this podcast is supposed to be for. I mean, you know, we're, we've been chatting for a while now and we still haven't fully explained <laughs> that. But yeah, no, just for, if you need to take a bit of a break, just say, I'm going out for a walk or I'm going up to my room or whatever it is. Put us in your ear holes. I can never think of a sexy way to say it. But anyway, <laughs> put on the headphones, do whatever. And we're all going to just go on a little walk or a break or whatever it is. Me party. Mm-hmm. I am into it. Mm-hmm. To well, I give some Atmos as well. Imagine these are damp leaves. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, this is, does I sound like, these are Christmas bells. Oh my god, Carson is tingling. <laughs> is this a Christmas walk to people or is this just like us making nonsense in the studio? Uh, I mean, potato, potato. <laughs> Who cares? This is definitely not a cult. Queering the map, talk to me. You sent me the link. I'm old. I didn't understand. Yes. What okay. do people need to do? They can whip out their phones and get involved you in can. this right now. You can get involved right now. Even as you're listening to a podcast, you can type in queeringthemap.com. Basically, across the world, there uh, has an entire global map. Um, so wherever you're having a little hawk or a walk right now, maybe you can see if there's anything local to you. But basically, people can all, um, they can add to it as they will. And lots of queers around the world have. Especially, it's a lot more in American countries, but Ireland has. So could you be, could you say like, this is where Connor went for his hot girl walk. Yes. So is that yeah, how it yeah, works? Yeah. Well, basically, you just zoom in and find wherever you want, as if it's a Google Maps situation. But um, basically, I'll take for example here, I'm scrolling around, Selbridge, perfect. There's a little pinpoint here. I tap on it. The, the message says, came out here at 16 Aww. on a wall after walking in the rain back and forth, soaked for almost an hour crying. Aww. 10 years on, was worth like a borderline pneumonia. Was worth it. Like, and then people have like stories about like somebody out in, oh my God, just outside uh, Crookshane, um, Old Mill, Castle, Walden, I don't know. Um, but basically it says, saw a really beefy biker guy and I worried that I was being attracted to a guy. <laughs> but they turned around and it was a lady, false alarm. She was a butch and hot and I fell in love a little. I mean, they have it for anywhere they want. Claire, give me a place that we would like to find out about. Um, uh, Anywhere at all. Yeah, I mean, let's keep it Irish. Will we do Santry? Now there's a lot of like big ones here, Santry. small ones. Around. Okay, Santry. Santry. The airport, why not? Somewhere around there. Okay, so this one up around Santry, it is just at the park. Um, What is that park called? I can't even remember what it's actually called. But not too far away um, from the um, Omni Centre, it says, um, this one is actually a little bit cute. It says, I'll never live long enough to be in love, but I am proud of who I am. Love it. Even if I never fall in love, this person obviously had a big realization, big lovely moment. Um, a lot of people have different ones from hookup stories. It's a little like find myself, um, make my first, uh, met my first like kiss there. Um, but basically, this it's people beautiful. mapping out their queer stories. Um, That's way geographically better. around the world. So wherever you are today, wherever you're walking about, and you want a story. Oh my god! Okay, I love this because when you sent it to me, what I had in my head was like a sort of a Strava situation. I was like, "That's a safety issue." I'm not telling <laughs> no, everyone where I'm going for no, a walk no, no. by myself. It's all uh, okay, anonymous. It. So yes. queering the map. Dot com. Yes. Perfect. Okay, let's all do that then. Welcome to the Hawker Walk. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> what? I giggled too much. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't know. Start again. Never apologize for giggling too much. I love your laugh so much. When I when I hear your little, it's like a mix of a cackle and a wheeze, and it gives me mischief and merriment, and it warms my little cockles. I love it. Cockles and muscles alive. Let's hope. Buzz. So Connor, this morning mm-hmm. uh, you did a very traditionally Dublin Christmas Day thing. I did, yeah, because I'm a little landlocked witch in County Armagh. As soon as I'm by the coast, I live it up, up, up. And uh, I went out and did uh, on the what is it, the twentieth, twenty first? It's the twentieth today yeah. of December. You see, we're I... already it's peak Christmas. <laughs> we don't know what day it is. It's the twentieth today. I went out for a gorgeous freezing 
Uh, but still absolutely lovely. Sea swim, yes. Oh my God, I was so intrigued. Do you like go in in your jocks? Do you have a wetsuit? What do you do at this time of year? Oh no, I'm fully like go in with some like little hot pants, like <laughs> short, short swim shorts. And do you do like a, a, like a dip Head in until under. you feel the knives? No, I do it until, and I'm really good at withstanding this. Uh, but yeah, I just go until I'm completely numb and then I'm like, okay, maybe like, I can't feel pain anymore. This is a good thing, but also best get out before I just can't move my limbs anymore. So that's essentially, but I got about four minutes in. Okay, so as a trained rescue diver, I am going to have to say cold water shock is a real thing. And mm. please do not do that by yourself. It is extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. Take a buddy with you or go somewhere <laughs> with a lifeguard. Well, no, That I, really gives me the shivers now. I don't like that you did that. Whereas there were other people around. There were, there okay, were. No, yeah, that's yeah. Fine, that's so fine. Uh, it was originally Vico and then it was very choppy. And I said, mm, not a bit of me. Went down to 40 foot after a gorgeous little toasty and a little a yum, yum, yum to warm myself up um, at mugs. Went down to 40 foot and there was a couple of ones out and I said, frigate. I'll go around because there's lots of people down there. Um, but again, I'm very much aware of like the cold water shock. Always yes. really afraid that I'm gonna, you know, that the cramps are gonna do anything, stuff like that. I've seen it happen before, of course, yeah. stuff like this. But luckily, I'm accustomed to it, you and are. I was a gorgeous I, one. I'm a water baby, honestly. Oh, same. Listen, happiest in, on or under the water. Like, yeah, yeah. Sopping wet. <laughs> Dripping, my friends, absolutely dripping. And I have to say, your skin is glowing. Oh my god, shit! Get out of here! I know. And that was also the rat and all I put on last night. But look at him, it's go. Gorgeous. Hot girls coming through. So speaking of sea swims, I mm-hmm. think my favourite ever Christmas was actually probably my least Christmassy Christmas. Um, okay. Yeah, I was in Central America. I was in... <gasps> Yeah, Purr. I know I was on a, a bit of a gap year. A gap year? I don't know if it counts as a gap year if you get fired <laughs> and take your redundancy and go travelling as an adult, but I'll whatever. Um, so yeah, I was in Honduras uh, on this beautiful little diving island called Utila. If anybody mm-hmm. wants to learn how to scuba dive, you should go there. You should specifically go to the last dive shop at the end of the street called Alton's and just have the time of your life and tell Stephen I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> that little witch, I love him so much. No, specifically the I hadn't heard an Irish accent in however many months and um, walked into this dive shop and he was behind the counter. I was like, where are you from? And he was like, oh, where are you from? And then we made best friends. That was so nice. Ended up getting an apartment, staying there for longer than intended. It was gorgeous. But on Christmas Day, there was like a crew of people that were living and working there and then, you know, people like me that were just pissing around, getting under the sea three times a day. And we chartered a boat to go to, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's an uninhabited island that's essentially, it's like a park. Mm-hmm. So you can go there for the day, but you wouldn't sleep overnight kind of mm-hmm. thing. So we went out for the day. The plan was to like bring a barbecue, bring loads of drinks. I can't remember if we fired up the barbecue or not, but there was certainly <laughs> lots of drinks. Pretty sure all I ate that day was the Snickers, but I spent the majority of the day literally sitting in this crystal clear water, drinking gin and tonic with ice in it because we remembered to bring ice even if we didn't remember to cook ourselves any food (laughs) Um, and just hanging out with lovely, lovely people and it was gorgeous. Just a little bit gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Then we went back to the island because we obviously had to get the boat back to Util before it got dark because we mm-hmm. couldn't stay there and then went on the absolute ripper until the next morning and it was so much fun and I loved it. And this was your Christmas day? <laughs> that was my Christmas day, yeah. Oh my God. I think I had a Santa hat on my head at one stage. So <laughs> Grant. <laughs> oh my God, nothing says Christmas. Like, well, actually, I mean, it does all say Christmas to me. I mean, it's literally just like Christmas is whatever you want it to be. Everybody just bopping, having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, because if you take away the religious aspect of it, which, you know, most people have at this stage, mm-hmm. um, and you take away that if you have like a traditional family nuclear unit you have kids and you're kind of doing the whole magic side of it what Christmas is about or should be about is slowing down taking a little break for yourself doing what the hell you want Mm -hmm. so I I did what I wanted (laughs) I had a great time do you have a specific Christmas year like oh that was very good or do you just because your family are like really sound do you just enjoy going home every year and not that mine aren't that sounded shady I don't mean that at all it's not that they're not sound they're just scattered you're kind of like a bit of a Christmas elf aren't you? I am a little bit Um, I do very much get into the Christmas spirit in terms of I mean 
I just get into my fully fledged form where I will be out with friends leading up to Christmas. Christmas Eve will also be a bit of like a pub crawl, meeting everybody that has been, because all my friends again have kind of sporadicated themselves. How does that work now? Mm-hmm. Are you close enough to a town we are that indeed. you can do a pub crawl? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, oh no, poor Connor having to sleep in a ditch because he can't get to 10 miles home. <laughs> oh no, no. Ice. It's fully like people, like we get landed in after like, I don't know, like some like midnight miles or something like this. And uh, we basically just fumble around, meet your friends, meet people that you haven't seen in years. But yeah, basically everybody that I love and care to you for, we all decided that we all want to run to separate parts of the world. <laughs> I know. So Christmas was is where something we... something you said? <laughs> it was something I did. Uh, but we all come back and uh, yeah, between that, seeing everybody um, eating food constantly. When I say our house is full like on Christmas, we get like, not only us, but we get like the cousins, we get the aunties, the uncles, everybody lands right. It just means that we've been essentially stocked up for a nuclear disaster with the amount of food that we have, but everything's gorgeous. My mom, fantastic cook. My sister as well makes these amazing desserts. I don't really move much around that day. I just kind of roll about for about three days <laughs> covered in food and alcohol and have just the, like the most coziest, gorgeous, like I look probably disgusting but a lot of fun time oh my god gorgeous mm-hmm. i can't talk right now i'm doing hot girl so our first message comes in from michelle happy christmas michelle Merry Christmas! Blah, 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 blah. hope you're having a stunning day whatever you're doing of course hope is. you're enjoying your walk Ugh. okay so michelle says now connor you're gonna piss your pants too she starts off the message with <laughs> i don't high rides <laughs> <laughs> it's catching on. I love it. So Michelle says, Hi Rides. My controversial Christmas opinion is that Carol is a shite film. Send me some decent, love that, mm-hmm. queer Christmas film recommendations, please. I love that she said Hi Rides. That's just making my day now. <laughs> now, first of all, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I know everybody loves Carol, but I would agree with Michelle. I okay. thought it was a shite film. Mm-hmm. I think that, oh, it just gave me an ick. Sorry. Obviously, we all love... Um, Australian, what's her name? Everyone's in love with her. <laughs> I know exactly who you're know talking, about. talking about. The main character. The main character, yeah. not Rooney Mara, the other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh my goodness. You know what? I have my phone. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett would be her name, yes. Okay, I am um, actually, I feel like the like the gay police are coming to take away my ID card and my license. <laughs> um, okay, no. so what I'm going to say is, Michelle, here's the thing. Kate Blanchett, obviously, absolute queer icon, love her, but her character in the film... I'm sorry, the age gap was too much and the empower imbalance was giving like old Predator Man and I didn't love it at all. Yeah. Also, Rooney Mara, eh, she was kind of wooden in it. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't love it. I think we're just so starved of lesbian representation that we'll take any little crumbs we can get. What was that happiest season? No. With Kristen Stewart? Yes. Sorry, that was, she was an asshole. Yeah, a little bit. Wait, was she the asshole or was the other one the asshole? One of them was like a well, Kristen real... Kristen Stewart was good um, and she was going to her girlfriend's house for Christmas. Sorry. But the girlfriend, so no, the girlfriend w- was, was the asshole. asshole. Sorry. Yes. So can I just say that if you are a baby gay watching that, that is not a healthy relationship dynamic. No. And if you are the Kristen Stewart in that situation, run, bitch. Don't do it. Now, I will say it is all, I mean, important to um, analyse these films and say, okay, maybe that wasn't the best like progression around, you know, the characters or maybe this was like a bad person mm. or it was just not really well put together and basically it was just a bit of queer baited in the storyline. But yeah. what I will say is um, as a person who does love a bit of Christmas now um, and does love having a little like queer Christmas film, Claire, I'm going to tell you a very interesting story Go. about that film actually in particular. Please. So take us back to the year um, of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> when was this one made? Uh, 2020. Um I came back home for Christmas and Happy Season had been advertised to me and I thought, oh, bit of a queer film, interesting. Um, I wasn't out at the stage and uh, I think this was the day before Christmas Eve and um, I had a bottle of wine, sat in the back room, streamed it illegally online and for some reason I found it really touching and I had about a year of kind of self-discovery I've been in Dublin wherever like this and it was after watching that film that I came out to my mum oh my god and I had like kind of yeah yeah so I got it drunk and I know obviously the entire film if you critically analyse it but for someone that was kind of discovering themselves and I suppose 
it was that kind of like you're in a safe space you know what I mean it was only me and mama she was in one room reading her book I was in the other one watching film and I got enough of the bravery and the tingles around the somebody declaring being like this is the love I deserve and this is kind of like what I am to the world that kind of happens at the end of film even though it is a bit contrived whatever like this but um, that was actually stupidly enough probably like the last thing that I watched and kind of like kind of give me a little bit with of course about the wine drunk and boost to go I need to tell mum and did you go in and just knock on her door and be like can we have a word well she was in the living room and I basically came in and I was like hey um, I've been you know just like how are you getting on um, just want to let you know over the last kind of year stuff like this you know I've been really enjoying Dublin getting to you know get out a bit more dating some like people stuff like this some girls some guys and then that was when she went, uh-huh. And then I had the full discussion and we had a little heart-to-heart for about an hour. Big cuddles. She told me about her life. She, I told her about my life. And it was really lovely. She was like, Connor, you can bring anybody back home here, whoever you want, um, which I hopefully will be this season. And um, I know. Um, and But <laughs> in famous Heather, being the loveliest, cuddliest mum in the world, she did then sign it off with... After the purest heartfelt hug in the world, she signed it off with, as long as you're not getting into like, you know, any kind of big Republican groups down there, Connor, I'm happy that you're having fun in Dublin. <laughs> she was absolutely, she was like, the gays do whatever they want, as long as you're not becoming a distant Republican. The Protestant joke. <laughs> She was like, the guys can do whatever they want. It's like, but Connor, like, don't get like child tally up and them. Like, I'm across the board. I didn't just like completely just like waver like everything else. Like, do you know what I mean? Like this. But I just thought it was the funniest thing. I oh was listen after us cuddling, having like almost a little teary thing. I was in stitches. Imagine your mum turned around, you oh being like, a, everything like that's okay. But Debbie pastels. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've just got this image of you walking out the door and your dad standing there in the corner waving a tricolour. I mean, like, I can give you a number of a few pubs to go to, son, if you want to meet a fever <laughs> But yeah, that's why I find actually controversial enough as that film no, is. No, it's not. Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm going to take it all back. I was being a Grinch mm. and I was being un- an ungrateful gay. And yes, we should take the crumbs of representation mm. where we can get them because it's been better than nothing. And then when lovely stories like that happen, <laughs> that's just gorgeous. Can't believe the Christmas episodes where I make it as camp as Christmas on time of coming oh that story. Oh my God, camp as Christmas. <laughs> Hence why I quite like Christmas now. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Real girl shit. Now, I mean, hopefully that's been like a nice little one for who, who wrote in? Oh, sorry. Michelle was actually looking for a decent queer Christmas well, recommendations because she did like Carol. I'll tell you what. Um, you know what, Michelle? I've actually been uh, doing a little bit of research and um, there is actually turns um, in terms of Christmas films. There's a lot of queer coding that happens uh-huh. along the way. Um, so I've been doing a little bit of research today and uh, I've got a little list. Now, Carol, people aren't happy with. Um, absolutely understandable. The other you one, know what? you were talking about. People love it. Everyone's like, that's hot. And I'm like, no, they don't like this at all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but we I see will, what we see. But I will give a couple of other ones. Now, uh, the first one that comes to mind, it's going to be a bit of a curveball that I chucked out there. But one that I will say is important to a lot of people that maybe have grown up particularly in my generation, um, with the Barbie movies. I'm not sure if you're aware of them, um, but uh, Barbie and the Nutcracker, I'm not sure if you've seen it at all, um, because it particularly I would uh, like to demand that uh, in the time that we've had these kind of Barbie movies from like the late 90s and the early 90s, um, Barbie in a Nutcracker to Gay Adult Pipeline is astronomical. Uh, people have uh, hounded on this one, especially with a little Nutcracker that does like a hi-ho Russian dance thing in it um, there's nothing as camp as Christmas as this film sorry I'm just my jaws on the floor that I haven't seen this okay former ballerina mm-hmm. first of all and obviously like had Barbies and used to make them kiss as whatever in my small <laughs> but no I think I just avoid <laughs> Christmas films because I'm a bit of a Grinch even though I don't want to be okay but uh, do you know what my do you know what my little Achilles heel is go on I do love a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like the okay. shitter, the better. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. if you're like a high-flying businesswoman and you're going back to your hometown <laughs> uh, just to get your father's affairs in order and then, you know, you meet the local handsome mm-hmm, farmer mm-hmm. and you decide that actually you want to be a professional ice sculptor instead yes. of a high-flying lawyer and fall in love. I mean, I'm there for it. I mean, just like Let It Snow, isn't it the Lindsay Lohan film? Um, 
No. Falling in for Christmas, falling, falling into Christmas, falling, whatever it yes. is. Anyway, no, that definitely that follows the hallmark formula. Absolutely. And I was there for like every second of that. I absolutely loved it. Ridiculous. Absolutely. But Barbie oh my God. the Nutcracker. Yeah, okay, so Michelle, give it a whirl. And I mean, but, but this is basically the background around it as well. In Barbie's take of suddenly, I can't remember what the Nutcracker actually what the performance is called. Um, her mystery, her extremely mysterious. Were you un- trying to say Tchaikovsky? There we go. Yep. <laughs> Her extremely mysterious and unmarried, brackets, lesbian aunt gifts her a nutcracker, which sends her into a miniature world of sugar plum fairies, dancing, wooden toys and rebel camp spoilings for, for war. Basically, it is everything that is uh, queer coded into it without having to actually have like a canical like character that yeah, like so leads into it. Obviously, because it's a children's film that was made at a time without any kind but of references. It's a re- yeah, but a re- it's a, I can't remember what came first, the ballet or the children's story. I think mm. it might have been the children's story, but either way, fully queer-coded. Fully, yeah. fully, fully. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. can I just say, the boys that I went to dance college with, absolutely slaving if they got to do anything Nutcracker-related because <laughs> the costuming... <laughs> Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, if you're looking for a little of a fabulous romp uh, with the whole family, look no further than Barbie's um, uh, Nutcracker. Yeah, there you go. Uh huh. Excellent. And also, I'm going to always say it's not necessarily, I mean, it's extremely camp, but it's not necessarily queer film. But Muppets Christmas Carol, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Come on now. It doesn't matter what you're doing out there. It is, I mean, you have Miss Piggy. I I mean, mean, what else do you need? (laughs) <laughs> End of discussion. Also, I'm in it. Oh my God, that's Scrooge. right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recognised you. Famous Christmas hater. Who ter- like, I'm like, I don't like Christmas. And then any little kind of cutesy Christmas stuff we're talking about, I'm like, oh, well, actually, now that you mention it. Yeah. I do kind of love it. <laughs> any other Christmas films that you want to recommend or films that you watch at Christmas? Watch at Christmas. Yes, I would say, I mean, the Home Alone series, of course, of have course. to be used. I mean, no, Home Alone sorry, 2, Home Lost Alone New. 1 and 2. Yes. Was the, that is the end of yes, the series. It absolutely no is. further discussion. But um, also, apparently these have been sprinkled with a little bit of a queer coding as well now. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear about it? Absolutely. Okay, so basically, um, the original films um, are seminal, apparently gay cinema, according to... Seminal? There we go. Yep. But... Uh, <laughs> Basically, um, I mean, from Pigeon Lady of New York City, I mean, uh, Had to Be a Tiebreaker, etc., etc. There's a lot of these things that are happening here. I'm reading from an article, but... um, What's the article? We can give it, we can put it in the notes. It's from uh, them.us. Okay. Okay. Uh, But basically, it says... um, an elder lesbian is there to help along the way. By the end of the film, Pigeon Lady and Kevin have become sort of a ramshackle chosen family. That is true for each other. Um, so basically, it's all about kind of like your finding family. Uh, your yeah. yeah, a lot of kind of like uh, between uh, the people that are like like unlikely friendships. Yes, like the unlikely friendships. Yes, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, it's a uh, it's more of a kind of find the people that um are giving, and it's uh coded in the ways where it's uh it's less about family oriented and more about what's the people that you want and giving around Christmas which again does tie into the cliches of Chris is all about giving whatever like this but um, in a way that I mean it's so in- inclined in all of our like spirits and bodies that uh, I mean it's it's one that uh, does pop up no I'm literally just trying to read these really quickly mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but yeah apparently there is a little bit um of queer coding in um, we see a more nuanced take on Kevin's relationship with his mother while they're out in the big city um, a far cry from stifling yet comforting family walls of their house Chicago um, I think it's kind of like a somebody going away from home and uh, then finding themselves and being able to come back to their family uh, with a new realised self mm-hmm. a lot of also like Supernatural uh, series like Charmed stuff like this that um, Buffy I mean these are film things that it's like somebody has a hidden surprise or something like this that they can't talk about or they don't realise until they go away and then they come back mm-hmm. and they're, they're fully realised self. So that's where the tie comes in. I see. Yes. No, that was a bit of a stretch, but <laughs> <laughs> let's be real. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading this person's article and I was going like, okay, I'm actually getting a little bit interested um, in where they're going to land on this one. <laughs> I mean, the Grinch is also on this list. Um, so I, but I'm actually not too sure if there's anything truly queer quoted around it. Yeah. 
Well, look, anything's we can make anything gay if we try and <laughs> do like a little bit of a lean over here, a little over there. We'll be like, that's cap. See, yeah. told you. I love that we're having so much Home Alone content. There's one Home Alone fan theory that. No, we touched on two in the last scene. <laughs> I know, that's episode. what I'm saying. There's like so much Home Alone. Um, so one more. I'll give you one more Home Alone fan theory. Go, go. Kevin McAllister. Yes. Blonde haired, blue eyed child. Who yes. Goes out of his way to come up with some incredibly sadistic ways to torture Harry and Marv. Uh, grows up to be Jigsaw from the Saw franchise. What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that he's essentially a psychopath in the making? Yeah. And um, um so there's a few there's a few similarities. Um <laughs> so he took off the mask and was just yeah, it was <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. Um Okay, so the, so they both have the pale, fair, blue eyes, right? Uh, also really, really enjoy torturing people. They also, so Jigsaw traps, communicates with his victims via a screen in the room that they've been trapped in. Mm-hmm. But Kevin communicates using the electronic device, in his case, a talk boy mm-hmm. and uh, the small machine to record the gangsters in the film before mm-hmm. playing it as a warning to Harry and Marv. OK, in Saw 2, spoiler, um, Jigsaw plots to burn someone alive and fans are convinced, fans of this theory are convinced that this sick idea stems from Kevin's fear of the furnace in the basement, which I he imagines see. coming to life. Yeah, and um, some fans also wonder if Jigsaw's murderous ways were sparked by Kevin's obsession with the next door neighbour Marley, who is rumoured to be the serial killer dubbed the South Bend Shovel Slayer. (laughs) Do you know, this isn't the first time that queer has crossed over into horror. I'm not sure if you're aware of... But that's the ultimate queer coding. Yeah. Is that the the villain is always really camp Mm. and, you know, this kind of thing. Babadook. Uh, well, I mean, the, apparently the, Baba, the creators Comes of Babadook the were Babashook because they're like, no, that's not what we were trying to do at all. And the gays were like, too late, we've already adopted him. He's one of us. One of us. One of us. Apparently, yeah, Kevin and Jigsaw, they both are homicidal. They have anger issues. There's all these kind of things. So, you know. Any classic queer can relate to that. Okay, so that's actually, that's something. If you want to, one thing that we were going to do as part of this Hot Girl Walk presentation was to give you a few things that if you wanted to waste a bit of time on mm. Christmas Day. So that's the first one that I'm going to suggest yes. is uh, Google. If you literally just put in Home Alone fan theories, Reddit. Yes. You'll get all the ones that we were talking about and then lots, lots, lots more. It's a good old rabbit hole. It'll kill a couple of hours. If you're working today, definitely do it on company time. Um, you'll have a great time. Trust me. <laughs> there's a couple of film recommendations anyway. Yeah, there's some yeah. great film recommendations. Poor Michelle's like, lads, literally, I'm just, I've got Netflix open. I just need one record. <laughs> Hot girls coming through. One final thing on this. Did you know that Carol co-star with our Lord and Saviour, Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara is an Epo baby? No. But not in the classic Hollywood sense. So normally like a Nepo baby would be, you know, their parents were already in the film industry. Sometimes your family is so stinking rich that you don't need to be in the film industry. Mara's mother. So there's actually a clue clue in the name. So apparently two of the richest families in the world are the Roonies and the Maras. So she took her two last names uh-huh. and used as her actor name. So Rooney Mara's mom's family founded the Pittsburgh Steelers and her father's family founded the New York Giants. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry, for the people that don't know, what is a Nepo baby? Claire okay, back. so this was actually another one of my recommendations for bits to keep you occupied over the break. If mm-hmm. you want to literally pour yourself a nice drink, get some snacks and you're like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to get cosy and I'm mm-hmm. going to fall into an internet hole for a couple of hours. So a Nepo baby is a term that was only kind of coined in the last few years, but it's nepotism baby. So it's basically your parents are already, it's kind of specifically pertains in this context to Hollywood. So your parents are already famous actors, directors, whatever, they're in the industry. So you kind of already, so the most kind of quintessential Nepo baby that comes to mind first would be Brooklyn Beckham. Yeah. So obviously his mum's posh spice, his dad's. (laughs) David Beckham. That guy, yeah, (laughs) no interest in him anymore. He's Mm cancelled after his guitar antics. But Brooklyn Beckham like, like if at first you don't succeed just try something else so he's been a photographer uh-huh. he's been a chef he's been a whatever 
now he's a mixologist making uh making co- cocktails or gin whatever. and tonic. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's, he hasn't tried to he hasn't tried to get into like the footballing world or make a record just yet that we know of. Mm-hmm. How I found out about this Rooney Mara thing, apparently, if you're American, it's common knowledge. But like, I've literally only just heard of the Pittsburgh Steelers. There was a Vulture article that came out yesterday, so that would have been the nineteenth, titled "What Is a Nepotism Baby." Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, my friends, it is quite the ride. You're going to have a great time. Now, a couple of things on this. There's another one that they put out because obviously this went super viral. Um, yes. This was actually in the magazine version. Now, they are part of, it's the same group as the New Yorker. So if you don't have a subscription, you have a limited number of clicks. Okay. So just use them wisely. Don't like, so I'm locked out of it now because I clicked out like an idiot. But basically it talks through all about the history of nepotism babies. Like it kind of started with Hollywood. It started Mm -hmm. in the 20s. It's always been a thing. And it basically goes through all the different lives. And it's got some pretty, I know we shouldn't laugh at anybody, but it's hard not to laugh at these nepo babies going, it's like no one, no one takes me seriously because (laughs) nobody wants to read the script of that guy's kid. It's like, yeah, but they're going to read it and they're going to give you a publishing deal or whatever. Yeah. Going to get the role or whatever. So, yeah. Oh, there we go. Do you have a favorite Napo baby? A favorite Napo baby? Um, well, like, the only one that kind of came to mind, like, I don't think it's a Napo baby, um, but what do you call Julie Garland's uh, daughter? Sorry, you wash your dirty mouth out with soap and water. What do you call Julie Garland's daughter, Liza Minnelli. I thought it was Liza Minnelli, but I didn't want to say because it was okay, stupid. Okay, so no, you're not but stupid. I was just, literally she... Googling it to make sure. But I was just laughing. <laughs> you called me out. I was just laughing because you, you were like, what do you call her? Would Liza her? Minnelli be like, a Napa baby? Uh, she would have been, yeah. She would have got in. Now, obviously, supremely talented. talented but no, would have, yes. you know, her mom was, mom actually had an awful time in Hollywood. Actually, yeah. as well, another Napa baby, Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts is an Epo baby. But she has like filtered in so much so now that she is like the quintessential like mean girl, like rich, white, blonde. And I kind of think that she like respectfully made it her own. Kate Hudson also an Epo baby. (gasps) And um, yeah, so her mom is super famous. Let me just look it up. Zoe Kravitz, obviously. Yeah. Hold on, Kate Uh, Hudson. (laughs) It's the woman with the beautiful really unusual face that sounds mean I don't mean it to be mean no she's got a really unusual smile and she was in uh, Death Becomes Her uh, hold on a second Goldie, Goldie Hawn thank you yes, yes Goldie Hawn Goldie oh Hawn my god of Kurt course Russell. yes yeah, oh gorgeous there go. there's loads of them but anyway I don't want to spoil it but this particular article the Vulture article we will link it in the show notes it's basically it's a woman who she was growing up in the States and then moved Oh, this is going to sound so ignorant, but I literally just can't remember and I'm locked out of it now. But she moves to an African country that is not getting Western news. Okay. For years. Okay. And then moves back to Canada and is trying to like catch up on pop culture. And she's like, guys, did you know that Lexi from Euphoria is a Nepo baby? Like, and is totally like just, yeah. And it's, this is um, where it's just kind of landed back into... And it kind of goes into... from there. And then it's just become this whole thing over the next... But they've loads of different... And someone's done like a family tree of Hollywood. <gasps> of all the nep- it's great. So if you oh, want to waste a couple of hours... I um, love that. The link is in the show notes. And it's just going about... goes into the whole thing. Oh my gosh. I love it. Absolutely. Oh me, oh my. Hot Girl of the Week. So Connor, it is time to do our Hot Girl of the Week. I don't know if we've ever done a Hot Girl of the Week. I know we... I, I made the liner first. <laughs> But I don't know if we ever actually did a Hot Girl of the Week or we not. Didn't did really, we didn't really. We kind of had maybe one or two, like kind of just throw away, like this person's definitely a Hot Girl. Yeah. But there were mainly the guests in our, like, um, whatever like this. But we've never proclaimed someone as a Hot Girl of the Week, I don't think. Yeah. But we are this week. I understand. Yeah. Okay. So, no, this was definitely warranted. And if it is the first, we're, you know, I'm going to call it the first official Hot Girl of the Week. And her name is Aoife. Hi, Aoife. And she sent us the most gorgeous DM. And I got it. I woke up on my friend's couch on Saturday morning. Um, <laughs> thanks, Andrew, for letting me stay over. Uh, we had a big night out. And yeah, I couldn't get home. And I cuddled up on his couch. But anyway, I read this when I was uh, hungover. And then I screenshot it and sent it to you. And you were also hungover. And you were like, I'm crying. And I was like, I'm crying as well. <laughs> anyway, Aoife sent this in. Listening into you guys, enjoying it loads. I'm a Claire fan even since Beck in the spin days. She made ah. a little pun. Gorgeous. Love the pods. Just to let you know who's listening, because I love how generous you guys are with your lives and personalities. 
I'm actually not going to read out all of this because it's a bit personal. But mm-hmm. basically, Aoife is 41 and she is married to a lovely man. She loves singing, averagely by all accounts, but I love it. And the choir family with the Mullingar Gospel Choir, who were privileged to warm up at Workfest in Belvedere last summer. I've never heard of Workfest, but I want to go to it next year. It says it's W-E-R-K. I'm going to look that up after. Aoife goes on to say, I've recently moved to Florida, so finding my feet and loving listening to a little bit of home. Much love and happy Christmas to you both and your families. Mm. Heart, heart, bang emoji. Oh. Oh my God. And that's so lovely. Thank you so much, Aoife. Happy Christmas, Aoife and Aoife's gorgeous, lovely husband. I hope you're having a ball in Florida. I hope you're enjoying the warm weather. It is absolutely freezing here. Baltic. And um, we're loving that you're connecting with us across the world. I think, yeah, that's the first time that we've really got like a response like that that made us both go, Oh my God, this look at us. So nice. People this are is why people we're are listening it. and they're enjoying yeah. it. Oh my God, thanks so much, Aoife. So Aoife. nice. Thank you, Aoife. And do keep in touch. And look, anyone else, wherever you're listening to, even to be honest, when we get back from this walk, I'll probably just be like lying around and eating snacks. So slide into the DMs <laughs> and say hello today. I'll write back to you. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, at Real Hot Girl Pod on Insta. Instagram. Yeah. Aoife, thank you so much. You absolutely made our day with that. Mwah. Happy Christmas. Real hot girl shit. Okay, Connor, I loved your film recommendations. Thank you. Um, I have a few music recommendations oh, that I'd like to gorgeous. throw into the pod, of as course. is my uh, special predisposition. So, uh, a lot of <laughs> albums. I feel like Christmas is a good time to dig into an album. We do have the Real Hot Girl playlist, so I'm going to link that in the very long at this stage show notes. But I put that in every week, and then I also have one called Temporary serotonin which is a lot of like girly bops so mm-hmm. we're talking Rina Sawayama we're talking Honey Dijon like just stuff that give you like galaxy brain yes so if you're stressed out the fuzzy wuzzies yeah that could be a good one or even to pop on after this pod um, but in terms of albums um, the new SZA album SOS have you listened to it yet? we did we oh actually God, listened stunning. to it and we got real time um, experience for it are you saying we was I there? yes <laughs> We listened to this. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Connor, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's peak Christmas, my friend. Oh, yeah. I forgot. So, we, uh, yeah, no, we were, were in work together, sitting a couple of desks away, and we did that thing where you're like the annoying couple on the plane and hit play on the movie yeah. so we hit play on the album together I'm sorry it just fell out of my brain it's Christmas it's fair it's fine but also a gorgeous it's album it's a gorgeous album um, another one that I was sweating to recommend to you last week and didn't get a chance to is Lil Sim's new album No Thank You um, it is produced by Inflow of Salt he is an absolute genius um, obviously it's all her it's all about her but the, the fact that he's there in the background this is just this little extra cherry mm-hmm. on top of her absolute genius she has so much to to say this is the perfect time to kind of go into like really give her the time and space that she deserves um, and listen to what she has to say but oh my god like sliding off the seat like oh really amazing yeah so uh, no thank you by Little Sims yes thank you I don't think I need to say <laughs> Mitski, Moona or Beyonce everyone's already on this aren't I they? think so yeah yeah but, but just in case you're not Mitski, Laurel Hell, Moona whatever the album was called, I forget. Anyway, the the one album that came out this year and Renaissance, obviously. Um, If you're into your dance tunes, uh, Gabe Guernsey had an album out earlier this year called Diablo, which is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Honey Dijon, Black Girl Magic, her album is finally out as well. That is stunning. Oliver Sims, Hideous Bastards. A little Mm -hmm. bit of a, it's a bit of like a sad banger because he does, he goes into his, you know, experience of living with HIV and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. You know, it's a little bit like, "Mm." there's someone's from Last or last year, getting ahead of myself this year. Um, some older ones that you might have missed. My absolute galaxy brain album, and I think I've told you this before, is Prioritize Pleasure by Self Esteem. It kind of came out about this time last year, so it missed a lot of the kind of end of year best of lists, all mm-hmm. that kind of crack. And then her previous album, Compliments Please, is also stunning. Oh yeah, unbelievable! And also, I think there's a chance she might have been listening to the pod because for her what? BBC uh, Radio Six special that she's doing on the 27th of December, she's going to do an hour of her favorite songs and an hour of her favorite musical theatre songs. <gasps> Did we influence? Her? Is she listening? <laughs> Rebecca, if you're listening, we love you so much. Uh, love um, you. Mm. Another uh, another perennial favorite of mine, Queen of Denmark by John Grant. One of my favorite albums of all time. It was his debut solo album. It's absolutely stunning. Um, I was sitting in Christmas traffic the other day and put it on the car and was just like, oh God, I love this man so much. <laughs> and then a little bit of a wild card to finish off. If you're a fan of sliding off your seat because you're listening to the best music of all time, 
No, this is, uh, it's one of those kind of, they're almost like a mythological bands, a band at this stage. They were called Woo Life. It's W-U-L-Y-F. They released one album called Go Tell Fire to the Mountain. They played one Irish date in Whelan's. I was there front and centre still to this day. One of the best gigs I've ever been to. <laughs> this is like 2011, 2010 or something. Everything about the album is the best. It was recorded in this church. They used the organ. It is boomy and roomy. His voice sounds like he's chewing on a packet of gravel. It's stunning. <laughs> like just if, you, just if you want to just have an outer body experience, that is the last one. Oh my, oh my. There you go. And then of course we have one single Christmas song recommendation. We do indeed. From Friends of the Show, Confidence Man, their 2018 Christmas banger, Santa's Coming Down the Chimney. Honestly, I hadn't heard about this and Claire turned around and said, Connor, you're going to piddle whenever I show you this song that I've uh, uploaded as a push to our last episode. So good. As soon as I heard it. It's in my Christmas playlist now. It's like, it's in my like songs. It's unbelievable. It's so good. Jimmy said has got a present for me. Santa <laughs> asked me what I want. I said I want a beat. <laughs> so, so good. This is definitely not a cult. Now... <laughs> That does kind of, uh, you know, speaking of Santa's coming down the chimney, mm-hmm. uh, Connor Finn, um, that actually links into a core memory <gasps> that was unlocked for me during the week. Something that I'd forgotten, something that happened many, many years oh, ago. Man. And I realised that it might have actually formed <laughs> a part of my uh, personality. Interesting. And how do we say, like, not necessarily real life preferences, but um, if you know when you need to, you're having you're having a little me party by uh-huh. yourself with the door closed, if you know what I mean. And oh. you have like the Rolodex uh-huh. of little fantasies that you go to. I, okay. I Just the go to, it's been in there like, longer than I realised. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh, please. This is a bit of a wild card now, right? Um, okay. Because I think I mentioned this on the last... Uh, pod that I was going to talk about this so uh, I should say this is not how it sounds but my brother was involved (laughs) so he is over the other side of the world and I left him a voice note earlier and he has replied just as we're recording I haven't heard it my toes are curled in like tension I was like do you remember this Um, so this is at five o'clock today I said I'm about to uh, send you a voice sir it's not suitable for work so play in private so I'm just going to play you what I sent him and then we are both for the first time in real time going to listen to his response oh my god and we might have to just cut this whole segment because oh, I well, don't know what he's going to say well, are you we'll ready out. please go ahead okay now obviously it's in two voice notes because I'm waffling um, yeah yeah, yeah, who yeah I of course, am as a person, of course. but here we go hello and Merry Christmas you filthy animal oh bit of a traffic jam sorry not me thinking I could just walk into a shop on Grafton Street on Christmas week and not have a million people shuffling in front of me. Anyway, I have a question for you. Oh my God, people are losing their minds. I'm going to actually put onto the next voice note because they're only, you're only allowed to have a minute. And um, yeah, classic. So Connor and I are about to do like a Christmas Day episode of our podcast. We went to record it and we're talking about Christmas memories. And my question for you is, do you remember when we were like maybe still in primary school and you brought home a video that someone had given you at school of an adult nature and it was Christmas themed and we were basically so young that we kind of didn't really fully know what we were looking at and we were just laughing at um, the woman's face as she enjoyed uh, several snacks at once, if you get me. Just wondering if you remembered, if you could send a voice or back and you wouldn't mind just playing it out. Gotta be gas. Let me know. Do you want a little bit of context? Please. Okay, so this was basically my brother came home from school with the VHS tape as with the style of the time and I can't remember there might have been even like a couple of our friends from the road who's like oh when the lads in school gave me this tape watch this right mm. so we put it in <laughs> close the curtains no adults around put it in press play and it's basically like a woman in like pigtails and like a little nighty uh, in front of the Christmas tree and falls asleep in front of the Christmas tree and basically uh, I know where this is going several Hunky Santa's come down the chimney. <laughs> and they all have a little bit of an orgy together. But like, That's when I say, like, the innocent, we were like, ha, ha, 
that's so funny. And there was a picture that's basically like there's like just dicks everywhere. And at one stage, she like breaks the fourth wall. There's like dicks everywhere, like all in or around her face. And she just looks, the camera makes this face that's like, mmm, delicious. You know, like a little kid at like a big beans ad or something. Like, and we were like, ah, that's so funny. And kind of never thought about it again. But anyway, so this is. I haven't heard this yet, but this is what my brother has sent me back. Oh, gosh. Hold on. I'm already obsessed. <laughs> Core memory. Jesus Christ. Okay, this is what he has to say. Yeah, of course I remember that. <laughs> that was one of the first pornogs I ever got. Um, but I wasn't in primary school. I was probably about 13 or 14. So you would have been maybe in fifth or sixth year. But uh, that's not right. We both had it on, and we were giggling at it. Um, I think you, I think you, you and Paul maybe found out that I had it or something, and you said slap it on there for the crack, and it was just like a, a girl with like maybe five or six lads dressed as Santa, <laughs> and uh, yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> oh me! Oh my God! So he was definitely not 13 because like, no, no, he was definitely not. But that is so funny. But that's actually just reminded me of something else there. So who takes a group of first years at an all boys school on a trip to Amsterdam as a school trip? The Christian brothers, apparently, because that's where my brother went on a school trip when he was in first year. And I think this is the two things that he's mixing up. So obviously they all like snuck out or whatever and went like looking in all the windows and everything. Uh-huh. But when he came back, he had this playing card deck, oh, okay. like a, a nudie lady playing card. Yes. And he was like, my God, look at I was like, oh, that's so immature. That's so stupid. Oh, actually, let me see that. <laughs> <laughs> was, this, was this a bit of like a sexual awakening moment? was it maybe like one of many but I was like <laughs> hold on a second and I was like I've, you shouldn't have these I'm going to confiscate them and just like took them off them. <laughs> but that's so funny that he just and I've just yeah so it's our friend Paul also a big gay mm-hmm. um, was watching it with us one night so I think maybe the night we were watching it with Paul was years later but it was like he was younger when he brought I home. wish we knew the name of it oh my god oh my god <laughs> oh my god stunning I mean Jesus that's why sounds sack so big he only comes once a year ow <laughs> I, yeah. I can't wait till you add that to querying the map <laughs> oh my god could you imagine that'll be so funny yeah so anyway so that's a, that's my Christmas story that's your Christmas cracker <laughs> Jesus my God. Hot girls coming through. So I put together a list of things. We've already, obviously, we're already on the hot girl walk. This mm-hmm. is the stepping away for an hour. But sometimes you're just like someone in the house is just like breathing a bit too loudly and annoying you and you just need to step away for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I put together a little short list of uh, shorties, little small things that can just make you feel better. Absolutely. Um, for just a few minutes. Um, now, if by any chance, Hottie listening to this, you didn't get our Queer Christmas Survival Guide last week, um, that episode does have uh, myself, Connor, and the gorgeous Noah Halpin of Tenny doing a full Christmas Queer Survival Guide and that deals with hostile relatives, escape plans, any of that kind of serious stuff. Mm-hmm. So have a listen to that. But this is more just like, I need 10 minutes to myself before I smash something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... These are things that make me feel good when I feel bad. A lot of these are watches. Okay, so basically whip out your phone, pop in your headphones, and I suggest that you watch the following. Number one, Michelle Kwan's winning 2006 World Championship routine. Connor is laughing because I've already made him watch this when he was stressed out. Yes, we did uh, pull me into the studio and say, yeah, I just need to have a little like time to just get my breath back together and then we continue to watch Michelle Kwan uh, yeah. pull off a 10 out of 10 oh performance. Oh my God, six, six, six across oh my the board. God. Well, they weren't straight sixes. They should have been because sometimes yes. people are blind. The This is this is just a list of things I've already made you watch. Uh, the closing uh, singular sensation moment from the film A Chorus Line. If you have a bit longer, I suggest watching the full A Chorus Line. It is Bob Fosse's I will, uh, you know, it's the it's the most Christmas friendly one because a lot of them, like if you actually step back and think about it for a second, Cabaret's really dark. It's about yeah. the Nazis and it, it ends is. in Crystal Knox. Okay, uh, Sweet Charity, also pretty fucking dark. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it does have, oh, actually, do you know what? Big Spender. 
mm. the big spender from the film version just that little vignette from uh, Sweet Charity that's worth a watch sorry I'm jumping all around the place as I tend to do so yes the end the singular sensation finale from A Chorus Line the film version okay number three Shannon Miller's near faultless compulsory floor exercise at the 1992 Olympics representing USA <laughs> it is art it is poetry in motion she is one of the greatest gymnasts ever to gymnast and mwah. and if that makes you feel good and you're thirsty for more just anything from the 92 or 96 um, US Olympic squad anything that Simone Biles has ever performed mm-hmm. and you, you'll just once you watch a few of those you'll get a delicious sidebar of incredible artistry and um, gymnastics and you're very welcome <laughs> <laughs> the next one the music video for How Do You Sleep by Sam Smith. Oh my God. If you are, you might have guessed that I'm a bit of a Bob Fosse fan. Mm. Uh, he who choreographed um, some of the greatest musicals of all time. And it is a very, very Fosse inspired, precise beautiful mm. there's that one moment that I made you rewind three times the other day where the arms link together in a mm-hmm. perfect right angle gorgeous and the tune's obviously amazing so that's another recommendation from me um, next one I've lost count of the number but I'm just going to keep going the Miss Baltimore Crabs scene from <laughs> Hairspray and that is the film version with Michelle Pfeiffer so it starts with Tracy arriving for the audition and then finishes with the end of them singing Miss Baltimore Crabs it is stunning <laughs> The song is great. The like everything, the stagecraft, the way they move around, uh-huh. you know. And um, obviously, just if you have time, just watch Hairspray. It's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want some other um, recommendation that I would probably have as well? Go. Um, so this actually happened to me on the other day where I just need a little fade out and I randomly stumbled across basically best moments from Real Housewives. Uh, like <laughs> um, a compilation. Yes. Oh, uh, and they basically have ones for um, that are some beautiful queer out there that was thrown in drag race references was thrown in like just pop culture moments uh, but like super edits for like uh, Rena what you call her like main name I don't know basically type in whatever housewives uh, comes to mind for you and you will find the best moments of the most toxic people in the world. And for some reason, it gives my brain butterflies. And because it's just littered with pop culture and man of like just moments of like, oh my goodness, not probably the most like eloquent way as you probably would be spending, you know, your time with like gorgeous, you know, routines. But something else for people that maybe have a little bit of like the, the darker tropes to them, something that makes mm-hmm. them just go like, oh my God, isn't this gorgeous? So gorgeous. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give a Christmas gift to somebody. <gasps> yeah. So I uh, only recently found out that your WoW Presents login mm-hmm. can be used on multiple devices. <gasps> so spreading it around like peanut butter jelly um, but no I have um, I have one device left so if somebody listening would like uh, Wow Presents login on me get in touch slide into the real hot girl DMs and I will hook you up Oh. in case anyone's listening going what the fuck is Wow Presents it's RuPaul's network so basically every drag race ever drag race is on there you can watch Espana you can watch Philippines you can watch everything all the spin off shows they're all there I'm already springing the three ninety nine a month mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I've got a device left so <laughs> First come, first served, baby. <laughs> My final recommendation was Rena Sawayama's Off Menu episode yes. with James Acaster and Ed Gamble because so it was good. so good. She's hilarious as well as talented. Who knew? <laughs> so that's it. So I th- have, have we fulfilled the brief of the hot walk? We've done a nice rambly episode. We've given people recommendations for ways to, you know, get a little bit of me time, have a bit of a me party short and long mm-hmm. over Christmas. I think so. Um, is there anything else that we want to wrap up? This is going to be, we're going to take a break next week, my friends. So This is going to be probably the last episode of the yes. year. So next, we are going to take next week off and we're just going to chill our beans because we both have a bit of a toxic trait of uh, trying to be just be <laughs> bo- not, not really fully relaxed and no. always have to have like a couple of pots on the boil. So yes. we're going to fully take next week off. So our next episode is going to be the first week of of uh, January 2023 which is very exciting oh my goodness we'll be taking back Real Hot Girls in 2023 oh my yes. days I'm so excited <laughs> um, do you think we'll do like a bullshit episode about all our New Year's resolution New Year New Me I, I feel like we both were, yeah. are going to get fully on the New Year New Me bullshit and then not do any of it well I mean if it's not anything like our homework Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah if it's anything we're, at least we're consistently bad with doing our homework well 
like you get there eventually. <laughs> Me, maybe not so much, but you do get there eventually. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. that for you. Okay, my friend, will we go and have a Christmas pinting for I three think we ourselves? It. Will we go to 66? Oh, well, sure. Why Let's not? Let's do it. Let's try it. <laughs> Listen, though, heartfelt thank you um, for listening to our little baby podcast. Um, it's just finding its feet. It's getting there, but... I love it. It's one of my biggest highlights of this year is meeting the Claire back and being welcomed on to a lovely little queer space pod. Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. One of my favourite things of this year is meeting you, you little witch. I love you so much. <laughs> Look at us all in tears across the child of the two be like, you nasty bitch. <laughs> you gremlin bush baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Connor Finn, for putting a name on my wine eyes. I never knew what to call them before, and apparently it's my gremlin bush baby face. So <laughs> let's go make it happen in real life. But thank you so much to everybody that has been listening throughout the episodes. It's been a joy and a pleasure to take you along the journey, and I hope that you will join us for our 2023 uh, episodes and our seasons and all the rest of it. And hopefully, we'll be having even more giggles, even more hot girl walks even more hot girl everything yeah, honestly we i feel do, like we have some in-person plans as well we do indeed yeah. 2023 you're the hot girl exciting so listen happy christmas be gentle on yourselves stay mm. safe we love you so much thank you for listening till next time stay, stay hot, hot girls, girls. Ah! <laughs> let's go make gremlin faces <laughs>